We here at Juggalo Judgment take the time to listen and analyze Juggalo music, looking at possible problematic themes and discussing them accordingly. As such, opinions may differ not only among ourselves, but also to you as well. And if it isn't a problematic theme, maybe we'll just say that a song you like is fucking shitty. Listener discretion is advised. This episode of Juggalo Judgment is filmed before a live studio audience. And also after a live studio audience. I can't get the fucking schedules right. Swoop swoop fam. What's going on? What is going on? Lots of things. I feel like there's a show being recorded right now. There is a show being recorded right now. Does it have a name? It's not being recorded. It's actually being played right now. It's being listened to. Because this is going right up now? after the fact. At 1.04 p.m.? If they're listening to this at 1.04 p.m. March 10th, well, 2019? Probably, no. You just dated this so bad. Because <laughs> this isn't going up for another two weeks. Everybody knows when we're recording. <laughs> uh, this is Juggalo Judgment. You are joined by Mike. Schmeave. And we have a very important album to talk about today. What album is that? Well, I'll tell you in a few moments. Because we got some some things to discuss regarding oh, our lovely podcast. We do. Uh, we just got done recording a bonus episode that's going to go up uh, maybe the the Wednesday after this. Maybe. And uh, so it, I got a lot of things off my chest. I yeah, feel good. We, I feel we, good to talk now. <laughs> we, we, we started that podcast intending to do this episode that you're listening to now, and it went off the rails. A few but, minutes but, in, I realized we're pivoting hard. Yeah, and that's and that's okay. And you know what? If you if you check out that discussion uh, podcast when it comes out, and you like us just talking about those kind of topics, um, please let us know because I am very interested in doing more discussion. We want to want to hit some future. more discussions about like where we come um, from, like on an overall music level, and not yeah. just as it relates to the clowns. I want to do that one of those sometime. Right, and I'm totally cool with that. that so kind of stuff. Um. If you're listening to this uh, on uh, March 24th, which is tentatively when this is going up, Should be. Um, we will have already announced who won the uh, the Fearless Red Fury and Flip the Rat album, so congrats to you. We're going to announce it on on that day? On that day. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before we put this up? Uh, prob- well, probably after. Oh. but They're probably listening after anyway. Yeah, they're listening. Nobody's jumping on this then. No. Really. So, uh, congratulations, yeah, to whoever congratulations won. to whoever won. Uh, we'll definitely get in touch with you so we can get your info on uh, where to send it. We'll announce it uh, three weeks later yeah, on later whatever on. podcast <laughs> we know the answer on. This is what happens. So, um, how was your week? It was all right. It was all right. I had a nice time. I, I, I listened to an album that I've listened to before once, uh-huh. and uh, I listened to it two more times. Okay. Um, I did the same thing, however, I also listened to one Twisted song over and over again. You sure did. For the last couple days. Uh, you got, I, I listened to that Twisted song once. And you were like, wow, this is Breaking Benjamin. I, you know, it was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> and, and I don't care what anyone says, Magic Spells is fucking great. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says, Diary of Jane is a great song. <laughs> That's, oh god. I'm, I'm just saying, it it's is. Been, like, I liked been, one week. It's been, it's been. Since you looked at me, yeah. Okay, so it's been it's been an interesting week. I got a new phone that I've yeah. been just playing around with for the last couple. And of days. I got a bunch of notifications. That we're getting <laughs> new logins to all of our social because media. I had to log in with every single thing imaginable on the Gmail, on our Twitter, on everything. I had to put all that on my new phone because it's imperative that we keep you all up to date as much as we can. Um, if you're a first time listener, you're silly for starting this this late on. 
um, go back and listen to our other ones. But after you listen to this one, because you're already started. Yeah. So you might as well just keep going. And then if you are a returning person, um, well, we're sorry. Welcome that back. You, that you can't think of anything better to do. But we appreciate your time spent here anyways. I feel like you are more hostile to our audience than I am. I'm not hostile. It's it's I'm in character. I'm the Ronda Rousey of this. <laughs> Did you know that Ronda Rousey doesn't think that Sandy Hook was real? It's pretty fucked up. Did I miss anything? Um, no, no, nothing important. I don't have my headphones on, so I can't hear you, even though you're right next to me. It's okay. I'll give you those back again. I hope these didn't break. I hope not to. I'm sure they're fine. Yeah, you should be good. Anyway. Anyways, so we are going to talk about a very important album in the Insane Clown Posse lexicon. The Riddle Box. Riddle Box. This is the third Joker's card. We are halfway through their fabled six cards deck only deck they'll have ever had <laughs> ever never released another one nope uh this album came out sorry i just need to double check in 1995 1995 so what happened in 1995 i was five years old at the time i was also five years old um started on, kindergarten depending on the time of year uh same uh let's see i was probably watching power rangers a lot yeah <laughs> um power rangers and whatever was on nickelodeon hell yeah um so, a little bit of background on this. Uh, this is an important album for for many reasons. Um, this is the first album, technically, that was re- released nationally. This was uh, they were signed by Jive Records, huh. um, because Jive saw all the successes they were doing in Detroit, and we're like, you know what? We're gonna sign you guys, and we are going to put this album out for. More and more of those juggaloos to hear. <laughs> juggaloos. And um, this is when I say this is an important album for that reason, yes. However, this is also many people's first exposure to ICP. Um, a lot of people hold very, very deep ties to this CD. That's weird. Um, yeah, trust me. Like it's. <laughs> I um. I, have... I mean, it's fine if you do. I no, just no, no. find it weird because I feel like of the. Of the songs on here, so, it does not have... It has one song, to me, that uh, like sticks out as far okay. as ones that everybody would know. Right. I feel like so, their other albums have many more standouts. I, um, I'm, I'm dedicating my portion of this episode to my friend Courtney, who I have an ongoing argument with, where I just say that the Riddle Box is shit, because she oh loves boy. the Riddle Box. Oh boy. <laughs> she actually uh she messaged me last night saying, uh, hey, when's the Rotobox episode gonna be up? I'm like, we're recording it tomorrow. And she's like, Oh, okay, great. So the thing was I keep saying that Rotobox is shit, it's the worst album they've ever done, that the calm is infinitely better. I know I just triggered a lot of juggalos who are hearing that. Um and uh, what's going to happen is we're, we're going to go by this track by track. If you're not familiar with it, we, we're going to go through, listen to a little bit, analyze tracks, move on to the next one. And then, uh, and then we'll give our final judgments on this. Lay down the gavel. This is, this is going to be a big one. So uh, Grab out your fagos. Crack them open. What do we got today? 
Well, I have Moon Mist Blue. Here's what you do. <laughs> ah, I get to use the Juggalo uh, Juice line this time. You always do it. <sighs> Standard bitch going with that red pot. It's delicious. <laughs> if you like cough syrup. Fuck your face. That's fine. <sighs> Alright, so... Let's dive into this. It's the intro track, and I think I'm going to let it play out because... It's fairly short. Yeah, it's not too long. It's, a, it's only a little over a minute long, so let's go ahead. See what this reminds me of? What does it remind you of? It reminds me of uh, Ever Ready. Oh, you mean the thing where they have the story about the car accident? Yeah. That they, uh, that they miraculously survived, except it's a bit different here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm impressed you remember that, because you haven't listened to Ever Ready in a while. It's been a while. <laughs> Welcome, sir! Where the fuck am I? Where am I? It's not where you're at. There's it's an interesting thing about this, uh, with the way that Jay acts throughout this entire thing that's a bit different than other albums that I'm going to talk about later. We'll find out. Yeah. Just turn the crank, man. Just do it. I want to bring something up. Yeah. I think the dramatic flair of this is good. Mm -hmm. They were kind of over a barrel, but you know the Jack in the Box pops on. Pop goes the weasel. Yeah. It's going to go into Riddle Box. No, no, no. We gotta oh, we got to talk about this. Talk about the intro. We have to talk about the whole thing. I didn't expect that. I thought we were just going to roll into Riddle Box. No. Violent J a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he is straight up a bitch in this, and it's funny. There is There are quite a few songs on this, uh, and I'm, I was going to bring it up later, but I'll just bring it up now since you said it. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of songs in this where Violent J puts himself in a significantly different character than he usually does. Yes. Uh, he finds himself in character on the outside of the of the you know the the weirdos and stuff on this one mm -hmm. uh and he's usually playing the oh no I'm, I'm scared and i'm gonna die kind of dude which is kind of in fitting with the with the theme of this right um so uh a couple um a couple things to note the the premise of the riddle box the character is when you die you see a jack-in-the-box and what you're supposed to do is you turn the crank. Obviously. And if you hear a pleasant melody, by the time everything is all said and done, you get to go to heaven. Oh. However, if the riddle box appears when it opens, you're immediately sent to hell. So Is Pop Goes the Weasel not a pleasant melody? It's fucking terrifying, dude. I love Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> but like I said, you know it pops on the word pop. That's how jack-in-the-boxes work. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> I guess he was but, just expecting something, and yeah. that's why. So. But, but again, so uh, I gotcha. You want the full melody because it, it works for for the drama of it. True, true. I, I still love that because I'm just like that's how that's not how Jack in the Box. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's go into voice. let's go into the title track, Riddle Box. Riddle Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your death. Now let's see where you're headed. Turn the crank. And experience what's in store for you deep within the mighty real box. Riddle box. 
they introduce themselves on so many tracks. Right. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. That's more or less the track. That's basically yeah. it. Shaggy has a verse as well. Um, well, so, we, we heard enough Shaggy. If you turn into our... Oh, it's not even the last no, episode. No, it's a couple episodes Fuck, before. No, it's, it's two. Yeah. It's, you know, whatever. So, um... This Shaggy is... got plenty of verses in Fuck Off. He had, like, two of them. <laughs> this is a typical typical Joker card intro. Yeah. Um, They, they ride out on something, and then it's, they it's fun kind of yell things about the... It's fun and bouncy, though. Like, I, I, love, oh, yeah. I love this intro. It's got a good um, beat. And this... This album is actually a lot more theatrical oh, than, certainly is. <laughs> than most of their other ones. Um, a, a voice that you technically hear it in the first track, too, um, that becomes very prominent in ICP from here on out is Lex Diamond. Um, uh, Lex Diamond, he's the guy who's yelling, turn the crank. Oh, okay. Okay. Huh. Uh, Lex Diamond was in a, a local band in Detroit that Mikey Clark was a huge fan of. He wanted to get ICP to try to sign them. Jay went to a show, didn't care for the band, but he loved Diamond, who was playing <laughs> guitars. Nice. Um, Legs Diamond, very talented dude. Nice. Um, and he did a lot of, he did some of the instruments on here. He did uh, lots of vocals on this entire album. You'll hear him on a lot of the skits um, and doing backgrounds in some of the songs. Very, very cool dude. Um, very talented. And it's it's cool that this is like his start. Yeah. Um. And just, I love the way that he go, he yells, turn the crank. <laughs> the crank! It's great. He's, he's got a very good, like, like jovial announcer voice yes. thing going on there. Well, what's interesting is, uh, in, I don't think it started here, but Legs Diamond used, would go on tour with ICP and he would be the ringmaster. Huh. Like, he would be the, the carnival head and everything. Yeah. So he'd dress up like that and introduce ICP and all that stuff. So That's he's, good stuff. He has a very good, um... Uh, presence for that like he's a he's basically the unofficial fourth member of icp <laughs> with mikey clark being the unofficial third pretty much yeah, yeah. Um, and it goes without saying by the way mikey clark produced this entire album um this album is where he had his own studio and was able to dedicate even more of his time to icp nice like, this is where it all came about oh so it it shows i think yeah <laughs> so yeah the the riddle box like it is, it is very much just like a whole like, here's your final judgment in death, and uh, it it works. It works really well for like, I mean, who ICP are as people who like grew up poor and all that stuff because, you know, you always want the last laugh mm -hmm. and like you know turning turning the tables on the people who basically kept you in the shitty situation that you grew up in. And all that stuff. And I... Oh, I even asked the question, who is this Riddlebox attendant? Because his voice is definitely neither of the Joes. Yep. So. Yeah, like I said, we, we technically hear him on the intro track as well. Whoops, there goes my twist. How could you? Um, we hear him on uh, on the intro as well, but he's not as prominent on there. Um, the, the, like, the actual Teletrack Riddlebox is where you hear him more than anything. Um, and, again, he shows up so many other tracks from here on out. It's very cool. Yeah. That's so good now, stuff. We're going to hit uh, track three with The Show Must Go On. Oh! 
So, I pointed out before that I feel bad for anybody who who's really a fan of Shaggy Two Dope and doesn't hear like yeah, any Two Dope I mean... because it's almost none of the songs where he starts it off. There's one on here I know for a fact he does, but oh, yeah? um, uh, this is a I I know we're three tracks in now, but this is a good like kickoff track. Hell yeah! I mean, as um, a as a as a track where they actually do some like rapping and stuff yes. like that. Um, good song it shows. Oh yeah, this it's, is. Because, it's got a good beat. I love during, the beat to this because during the chorus, that's when uh, the the people who are dressed up as like other evil clowns or zombies or stuff will come out and just like mm. dance around. And it's um, this one is. It's really just a rap about being wicked clowns. Mm-hmm. There's no real focus on it. It's just kind of like we're, we're the wicked clowns. Yep, we're we're wacky. Yeah, this is the this is the third album from us. What what else do you expect? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's about <laughs> it. They, they don't they don't have anything in particular to say. It's very unfocused. Not not much of a thing yeah, going on. But I have skipped forward to two thirty where a certain thing happens. I think I'm hoping I, I uh, know I'm what sure. This is. So let's let's give a listen. That's a, that's another classic chant that you yep. can hear outside of any ICP show yep. hours before it starts. <laughs> truth, truth. Um, By I hours before chant. it starts, I mean the time that it was supposed to go on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the joke here is that they never start the show whenever it's supposed to start. Um. So... <laughs> I love the chant. Um, it's however, classic. there is one bad thing about that chant. <laughs> it pisses me off. Yeah, it's in the chant. It's in the booklet. In all of the Joker card booklets, they it say says the "Dead Carnival." Because they say "Dead Carnival." <laughs> because in all of the uh, all the other ones, they say "Dark Carnival." Okay, and in the books, in the booklets, it's for, still early. It doesn't matter. <laughs> in the booklets for all of the ICP Joker cards. They have six little things, which is supposed to be each Joker card, and the ones that are revealed. Mm-hmm. Okay, and blah 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 blah. Some little something. Dark Carnival, and Riddlebox says Dead Carnival, and it fucking annoys me. <laughs> it annoys me to no goddamn end. And I understand. This is I don't know if just for a while he's just like yeah the Dead Carnival, and then like a couple years later he's like. What if it was dark? <laughs> no, the dark carnival was first. It was first. Oh, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it was dark carnival first before anything I else. I mean, in this line, I I think he's just... It's fun. It's okay. just the term to refer it's to. It's okay, I guess, in the song. But the fact that it even reflected in like the liner notes in the book yeah. really annoyed me. So maybe um, it was backwards. They were like, he had dark carnival. He's like, what if it was the dead carnival? And then he's like, it didn't work. So uh, what <laughs> I want to do... Can we, uh, can we go... I don't know when it starts, Uh-oh. but towards the end there's the skit. And then we can jump into uh, track number four, which is Chicken We're not going to... Oh, I wasn't going to say it. Fine. That's nah, fine. It's Chicken oh, no, Hunt. Gotta, yeah, you got to go a little bit back, though. It's oh, like really? a minute or so, yeah. Oh, god damn it's it. It's a fairly long one. It's okay. Play we'll it. go right into it. That was good. Oh, no. professional. Yellow. Who? Chicken neck. Nobody by that name here. What about chicken Nope. Shows up a lot here, doesn't it? Look, boy, you got the wrong number. What the? 
Hello. Speak to Rednecks. Who? Red Balls. Willie Redneck Balls. You see there? God damn it. Let me get this. Who in the hell is this? Speak to Fat Boy. Who in the hell is this? I want to speak to Fat Redneck fucking Chicken Boy. You see there? God damn it. Fucking no good bastards. Get the damn door. Yeah. I have a delivery for Mr. Redneck Fatballs. What? You goddamn little... Lay down a riff, Jim Johnston. I don't feel bad about talking over this because we've already heard the, the verses, but we but, but we're hearing the good version. Oh my god! <laughs> so this this uh, this version of this song that I'm just gonna let play in the background, um, it is good for live. Like I I, I acknowledge that it, it it's it's a lot heavier than the original and all this stuff. But the thing about the original that I really liked is that the actual instrumental for it, especially in the verses had some fucking legs, like it was moving places. It felt like it had motion. Right. This has none of that. Uh, it, it stays completely still in about every way it possibly can. It brings it down, even whenever like the guitar cuts out and it just goes to the bass, it still doesn't feel like it dynamically changes much because it's just so in the background to begin with. And the drop into the chorus, once again, it's not even a drop. They just walk over the threshold of it. See, the thing is, the third version that I know exists actually pulls this up like pulls this off successfully, right. in my opinion. Like it, it has perfect dynamics to it the whole way through. And See, I love it. Meanwhile, I'm just like, yeah, this version gets rid of like the southern vibe that the original had, but I still like this version better. <laughs> I still find it as interesting. It's like that riff is... It works in terms of its simplicity and all that stuff, but whenever it's the only thing going on for the whole song, you, you know what, it's I, boring as shit. When, when I look at it that way, I can understand. And I know I, I know people that are like, Chicken Hunting is just... It, like, Chicken Hunting is like the one song that you have to hear in an ICP show. You do. It, it is. And I know uh, I, was, I was reading something um, where... Violent J said recently, like, there's times where he's even tired of it, <laughs> but because fans, like, mm -hmm. like, die for it so much, like, they're like, well, we can't not play it. Well, you know, I ran by a flock of seagulls. Yeah. They can't stand it. Really? Or their, their front man, I guess, or whoever wrote it, I think, it doesn't like playing it, but well, they have that, to. I know that... It's the only thing they're I know to. That, I know that the lead from Dexy's Midnight Runners hates Come On Eileen. Yeah. Which is bullshit. It's well, a great fucking song. <laughs> so, you sorry you made a catchy fucking song and people like it. My apologies, Eileen. Yeah, the song, like, I, I, I just, it hits hard. Like, I get why people dig it. I can see where some people are going to get, like, tired of it after a while. I, like, whenever, like, at a live show, I would dig doing that. Right. But whenever I'm listening to and, it, like, just driving or something like that, the original is, it's a, such a slick Mm -hmm. awesome fucking thing. The keys line in that is so good. You are so like good. the only person who I think believes that. I love it. I'm, I legit I think that. I fucking love it. 
So you hear that? Anybody who likes Ringmaster and likes the original version of Chicken Hunt, and you you have one other person who's behind I you do. there. All right, we're gonna get into track five, which makes me oh, so. No, f- I have a question about uh, Chicken Hunt. Yeah, real quick. Okay, this was a remix. Yes. Who did it? Um. Oh, you know what? Let me let me bust out behind the paint because they briefly mentioned it. Because that's the thing. Mikey Clark did the original, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Mikey Clark, I'm just learning, just does really good production that I enjoy. Mikey got, Clark is very good. He's got a good fucking musical ear for he really cool, does slick lot, lines. He does a lot of cool shit. Oh, cool. I'm right around that part. So, when uh, they hired WWE composer Jim Johnston <laughs> to do this, Jim Johnston, you do good work. I like some of your stuff. Oh, man. But it's pretty bland at times, especially Dude, from the 90s. Steve Austin could have come out to chicken hunt, and it would have been the exact <laughs> opposite of what would have made sense for him. <laughs> um let me imagine see. steve austin painted up oh i want that so bad now if there's anyone who's a make-a-wish kid and wants to meet steve austin don't and their wish is to <laughs> meet steve austin as he's painted up like shaggy two dope yeah and if you can get him to stone cold stunner a fago <laughs> It would sell probably better than Vince did. Make sure it doesn't get on any of the important medical equipment keeping you alive. Also, uh, I'm sorry for whatever's going on with you. Hope, hope you pull out of it. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Um, Sorry, I just needed to double check. I, I'm pretty sure that um, it was the record label. They had their own version that was made. And they were like, yeah, this sucks. Like, this this version of the song is not good. And so I believe that it is Mike Clark and possibly, um, possibly Legs Diamond as well, oh, who okay. were working, like, the guitars and everything. Oh. So that that's their own stuff. And there's, I know that there's a, um, there was something written in, uh, in a later song that we'll talk about where Violent J is not, and Shaggy, I guess, too, they're not fans of when other people remix their stuff. Really? Um, it's if, if there's going to be a remix, like we want to do it because we know how we would want it done. I guess, yeah. There's only a couple rare instances where remakes have, remixes have been done um, of something of theirs and they're totally cool with it. I don't know if they're cool with Neil Ciciarga doing... <laughs> if I you, love Neil Ciciarga. If, so if you are... Once you're done listening to this, look up Neil Ciciarga, who is the person who did... Uh, He's uh, Lemon Demon. Lemon Demon. Uh, did Potter Puppet Pals, which I just found out. Um, he had uh, an album called Mouth Sounds, which was all mashups. Mouth Sounds, Mouth Moods. He's, okay, that's... he's got a bunch of uh, albums that are all mashups that he does. Look up, look up Neil Ciciarga. Look up, don't. I'm not going to explain anymore. But if you're an ICP fan, just give it a listen. It's just it's trust that me. jam. It's really good. Uh, so now we're going to go into a song, a song, a track that a just track. makes me really fucking happy. All Straight right. up. Get into number five, interview. Hello. How you doing? I'm here with the insane clown posse, ICP. How you guys doing? Well, uh, okay. I understand that you guys are from Detroit. No. Oh, yeah, okay. Why don't, uh, why don't you tell us something about the group? Alright, alright. Uh, any long-term goals? Oh, sure, yeah. 
Shaggy, you got a solo record. Tell him. Okay, okay. Well, uh, thanks for coming by, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Uh, thanks a lot. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's how you do a fucking skit. As its own goddamn track. It makes me so fucking happy. I don't listen to it ever, but it's a skit. And it's its own goddamn track, not tied to the end of another song. Thank you. <laughs> Why didn't Shaggy tell him about fuck off? <coughs> oh god! <coughs> I need my fago. Maybe the sales weren't doing well enough, and he was kind of embarrassed. <coughs> well, he's got he's got his own solo. He asked about solo tracks, and Shaggy, you got a pro you got a whole album. A whole album of two of your own songs. Did I properly convey how happy I was that this was its own skit? You came That it close. was its own track? You did alright. It makes me so fucking happy. It's nice. Guess what? It never fucking happens ever again! Ever again? I don't think so. Oh. I'm pretty sure. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> That's... I don't think so. There's a lot of ICP. There's, a lot, there's a lot of ICP. <laughs> the intro was its own track. Yeah, that's Ayo. true. Cause, 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 uh, what? Uh, Ringmaster. It was, it was all tied at once. Cause uh, Wax Museum was, Wax Museum was basically like intro and Riddlebox put together. Yeah. Um, Riddlebox. Right on Wax. Keep coming. <laughs> and then, um, uh, Mighty Death Pop. I think the, uh, I think that dude not jumping across the t the rooftops uh, is its own track too. <laughs> well, it's an intro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's an, the intro to it's it. It's a separate skit. But. That's an intro. <laughs> I know. Intros and skits are different. No, they're not. Yes, they are. An intro can be a skit, but a skit is not necessarily always oh an intro. God. Let's get to number six, Toy Box. Ooh, I like this toy. Watch it go. Stephen King's short story, Battleground. I'm not. I think it's Battleground, something like that. Uh, it is about a, uh, it's not this, but it's about like a hired contract killer okay. who, uh, he, he gets hired to <clears throat> kill a toy maker and okay. he takes, uh, like a set of army men from him as, whenever he leaves. It's like a, 
like in a, like a little like foot locker like they oh, used to come in okay and uh the toys come to life and fucking murder him oh that's cool as shit <laughs> Stephen king was dope yeah uh it was actually made into a um uh, whenever he had like his own TV show of a bunch of his short stories, that was actually made oh, into one of them. Oh, that's where we got Small Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually on my list whenever I said I watched uh, Space Jam. <laughs> that was also on Hulu, so I thought about putting that on. I put it on for like five seconds, and I was like, uh, maybe I'll actually watch this sometime. I haven't seen this in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is this is one of my favorite uh, songs from this album. It's pretty good. I love it. Um, is that Jay on that verse? That's Jay on the entire song. It sounds almost like Shaggy in the way they it. It is not. It's all Jay. I thought which, this was a Shaggy song, and I nope. was like, "Oh man, it sounds so much like nope. a, like a like an early Bazooka Joey." And the thing <laughs> is, is I think that I think that Jay must have wrecked his fucking voice doing this song. Oh, probably. The, uh, so on the um, if you have the twentieth anniversary uh, copy of Box, the oddities, Me, I do. You do. Good for you. <laughs> Somebody probably bought it for you. Uh, I doubt it. Um, Picked it up out of a garbage can. Oh, that's harsh. Um, there is just the, there's the show version of this, which is basically an instrumental, except that it has some of the like ending lines, which is cool. Oh, okay. I put this on in the car once, and was rapping along to it, doing the same voice as Violent J. Oh no. And, who it sucks. It is a bitch to do. I can imagine. Um, and the thing is, is he does this at um, concerts. Mm-hmm. And he tries to do the same voice. Oh, God. It is just... I don't know why. Like, Violent J, you are in your your 40s. Don't do that. You need your vocal cords. (laughs) It's a bitch. So, Um, there's a... Well, I want to talk about a line in this. Uh, So, the the whole conceit of this, obviously, is like, you know, I have all these murder toys. And because I built because I'm cool. Yes. And because people make fun of me at school or whatever, I'm going to bring them in for show and tell, and I'm going to fucking mow people down. Among those people that he includes in that, that he specifically names, is like like a bunch of nerds in the front row that he fucking mows down. And I'm like, where do you place yourself in the school hierarchy, <laughs> my friend? <laughs> where, Like, where do you see yourself? I mean, worse than a nerd? I guess. I don't know. Um, So one thing is, I was going to say this, but because I looked up on who sampled, and I was actually corrected by my own own misconception, the chorus, there's so many different sounds that are in this song. Okay. So many, like, funny, silly sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was thoroughly convinced that in the chorus, if you want to call it a chorus, there are sounds that are from the Rugrats. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I know what you're talking about. There's like, about. it was like, boom, boom, boom. It's boom. not quite that, I don't know. But I found out that it is a sample. Uh-huh. It is lowered from Pee-wee's Playhouse. Oh my god. I looked it up. The, 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 do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do. It is actually higher pitched in, in Pee-wee's. And... I, it just blew my fucking mind, which makes me wonder, did Rugrats steal from Pee-wee's? No. Um, it, it is it is a notably different thing, I can okay. actually tell you that. Because but, uh, Rugrats had like a very specific thing where it sounded like a person's voice doing that, yeah. and that does not quite sound like that to See, me. but it, it kind of did to me, and that's It doesn't why. have that, bop, bop. But that, that's what I thought it was. <laughs> not, not, not hearing it um, as much. And uh, before we get into the next track, 
We'll, we'll, we'll ease into it, but I okay. want to play the skit at the end. It starts I, at, it's at 4.30. I don't remember where any It is at 4.30. I took notes on this one. Uh, You're at 4.24 uh, there? Yeah, there we go. There we go. That's funny. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Skit into number seven, Cemetery Girl. heard this song in skit form now. <laughs> also, uh, this, this is pulling from that Beverly Hills ceiling. song. Yeah. No. That was, was that not? Carnival Carnage. Oh, Carnival Carnage. Huh. Fuck. I was, I never paid attention, but yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I recognized up. it, but yeah. I was like... that necrophilia is bad even in death women cannot escape creeps <laughs> it, it, it follows them for their entire life and even fucking beyond it um i'm gonna get a sex doll jay i don't um, stop i don't have much to say about the song because i just i've honestly never cared for it yes yeah, whatever even even like sitting down for this podcast i i listened to it three times and i just it never has stood out to me but I want to point something out. All of the out. things that he likes about his uh, dead girlfriend are she doesn't, like, speak or anything. Isn't that great? Just, I, I don't believe that his desire so for a woman just, without agency ends at this uh, character. So just get a sex doll. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the cool thing about the uh, 20th anniversary of Box is there's a little booklet and they uh, they they talk about each track. And I'm just going to say uh, what Shaggy Two Dope says on, oh, no. on Cemetery Girl. 
You know what's awesome about Cemetery Girl? I wouldn't say awesome. <sighs> After Anna Nicole Smith died, there was an E! True Hollywood story about her, and there was a part of that where they were playing the instrumental for Cemetery Girl for background music. Oh my god. I don't think that that's awesome. It's notable. It's not awesome. Yeah, though. I guess. It's not awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've I've said this on every album. If this is a song you like, great. It's not for me. Yeah, it's it's really not. I can pass. Uh, we're gonna briefly get to track number eight. Yeah, what is this? Let's not let's not even mention it. What? Let's listen. I need to turn up the volume. Then we'll listen. Hello. You have a collect call from. Please answer the following questions. Yes or no. Will you pay for the call? Is this on? Gather around, my wealthy friends! Well, we've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> there is one note that I took on this that um, I did not notice whenever we were listening to it before. Um, now, if you did not know this... Uh, you know this, but if the audience does not know this, mm -hmm. uh, there's 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 been some some really really good stuff in in publicity lately, as far as uh, Violent J is is concerned, as far as I'm concerned as well. Uh, his daughter is a furry. Yes, and uh, he's he's taking pictures along with her. Like he bought her like a like a sweet fur suit and all that stuff, and a, took a her to a quality con. one too. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's she's a juggalo furry, and he's a furry juggalo. <laughs> His words, not mine. I just want to say, if Didn't he, he meet was to... Sonic Fox, what? Didn't he meet Sonic Fox? I don't remember. I could have uh, sworn that that did he? That was a thing. I think maybe they did. <laughs> because I just want to say that he has his own fursuit, and it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I agree with it. If Jay, cool. if Jay revisits this song and learns some <sighs> things about the uh, about the uh, furry community in general. Whenever he uses the phrase getting nodded every week, he may find a bit new meaning in that. <laughs> Look it up on your own time. We're going to go on to Headless Boogie. I just want to point out, I really like the skit for the beginning. Yeah, it's pretty It's short, short and simple. <laughs> I just, I love the, hearing the Fukuf, which is, it makes a couple appearances on this album and shows up later too. So, yeah. uh, track nine, Headless Boogie.
so again necrophilia is bad yeah I'm, in this case they're talking about like dead girls who are clearly like reanimated so i think it's a little bit better true um sounds like a dope party though right as that continues so yeah shovel <laughs> i okay I, that, I'm that, glad that... see that was a good one because yes. like he, he played it really well yes and this <laughs> happens in other songs as well um because two has done this before. i think he's done it before but i love when jay takes a line that has a great setup and blatantly doesn't rhyme it. That was a very clear, on intentional dodge. It right. was played very well. And I, I fucking love that so goddamn much. So, like, it's, it, it happens other times. Like, there's times when Tudop has done it, and it's just like, he'll, he'll say one thing. I think it's even on this album. Maybe. Where he'll say a line, and he goes, but he blatantly does not rhyme it. But he doesn't even try to make it seem the, like it's something different. And the pause makes it here. Yeah. <laughs> With a shovel. That, that, that's, that's really what makes this one. So yeah, this one, uh, we had brought up the whole thing of Jay playing scared in songs. Mm-hmm. And this is one of them. And what I was, what I, what I thought about whenever I was uh, listening to this was that like, whenever he's like playing scared in a song, it usually comes along with like some sort of greater uncontrollable power like whenever like the smog and shit like that yes so like in that that's whatever that's where i hear him doing that and i feel like it's it's more of a thing that he is uh like suited to in that mm-hmm. this one's a bit weirder because he's placing himself on the outside of the quote-unquote freaks as they say mm-hmm. and it's just not a usual thing that he does that's so usually in, he's like the normal person right okay he so usually he's doesn't the, play that who, he plays he's, tormentor of the normies he's the average joe yes <laughs> yay um no and that's and that's a totally fair assessment we don't see like so many times where even in jay's storytelling songs as much as i love them we still have violent jay the wicked clown yes and this here is timid jay yeah <laughs> this is <laughs> this is slightly peeved jay <laughs> <laughs> That grease paint got there by accident. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it is it is refreshing to hear him, like... It doesn't matter if I'm hearing Violent J in various situations, but hearing him take on a different role, a different character, um, is always a nice uh, a nice kind of change of pace. Um, and, you know, he just... He, he rolls with it. He's around all these dead people, and you know what? He's like, yeah. they're jamming, I'm a jam. Exactly. Like, midway through the song, he takes the turn. Yeah. I haven't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. I'm pretty sure, actually. It is literally about that. Psychopathic, get on that remake of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Don't actually do that. Do it. Go away. Do it. I want want that. Up next. Track 10. So I actually have have a bit of a confession to make on this. I listened to this song once this morning because right. whenever I uh, originally ripped it to my phone, uh, it didn't sync properly. This song in particular, it just never played. And I didn't realize. It just skipped over it without mentioning anything. Yeah, you so, didn't realize it until Friday night. So I listened to it this morning. One time, I took down no notes. <laughs> but I remember what it's about. All right, we're good. Welcome to another exciting episode of Delray's number one game show, The Joker's Wild. Shaggy, tell us something about tonight's contestants. Hey, motherfuckers! Get ready for the killer shit up with this bitch! We got a cop, we got a judge, and we got a redneck, so step the fuck up and play the Joker! Woo! 
17 people in there. All right. So, uh, it's my turn to do a thing that, that you usually do. Mm -hmm. So, let me, let me get this set up for a moment. There's a, there's a there's a part hold that up, I want to skip. Hold up, I, 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 need, I need to do your thing. Oh, I'm okay. stealing I'm stealing your bit for oh. a moment. Do you need my hat? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. There's a better version of this song later. What? <laughs> On the album that I'm waiting for. <laughs> this song is Piggy Pie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> No, I, I actually uh, like but, this song. It's pretty, it's pretty good and catchy. So, it's okay. Mm, okay. This song is Piggy Pie. Okay. It's literally it's Piggy Pie. Piggy Pie, but with a game show. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would watch this show. <laughs> um, I just liked, I, again, obviously this is Valen J. the Clown, but I love him as an enthusiastic game show host. Um, <laughs> it's just really, really fun. Something that I do want to point out, and I mentioned it on Toy Box about how I think that Jay wrecked his fucking voice. On that one, it sounds authentic. On this one, I think that they place an effect to make his voice sound higher pitch. Maybe, yeah. Because it's higher pitch than on his on the prior albums, easily. And it's never this high pitched in the later ones. Maybe he was going through some changes. I, okay. Um, now, this song does something that a song on The Amazing Jungle Brothers does, which is has kind of skits in the middle of it. However, yeah. these are much more succinct. <laughs> but there is one part that I want to get to. Um, if you oh. can skip to, because I'm, I'm taking these timestamps. Yeah, you got timestamps. Uh, 221. Little part. You want timestamps? That's time perfect. Alright, let's get this. The Joker's Wild is brought to you by Everybody sing! Send your mama straight up to the snow Tell that bitch to bring home a fake go Welcome back Classic <laughs> So That used to be my ringtone for when people texted me <laughs> oh my God. I have never used uh, text tones or anything like that because I don't need to hear stuff that often. <laughs> oh, no. I, I was all about that, and I was okay with it. Um, I just think that that's, like, first off, the we, we get that first verse, and the first verse lasts until, like, a minute 30, really give or take, long. and then you get a fairly short verse for that. Um, but it's it's just, I don't know, the, the Fago commercial is just hilarious. <laughs> I love it. I want to point out that, like, obviously... They're in Detroit where Fago is made. Yes. Uh, or, and it originated. They're throwing it at shows. Fago wants nothing to do with ICP. <laughs> they don't... They I, do I've, not... Fago is a family company. I, from what I've heard, it's not necessarily that they, have, they want nothing to do with them. It's that they don't want a direct association with them. They're like, we're cool if you want to fucking spray our shit all over the place, but, you know, we don't want official deals with you. <laughs> Thank you for buying this. Yeah. Now we're going to... Make a new era cap that's forty dollars that says Fago on it. What? They uh, Fago totally made um, like shirts and hats. I think a couple years back, I think they were snapback, but they were really fucking expensive. And oh I was like, God. "What the actual fuck?" Did they not know <laughs> who their audience is? <laughs> um, do you but, know who's buying your shit, Fago? But but for real, um, I really do like this. Um, I love this track. It's, it's good. It's very fun. Yeah. Um. And uh, we're, we're 
a little over halfway. We're, this album is a, it's a mixed bag. A little bit. Like, you know. we're, we're getting a real diverse set of themes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, except, they're, they're really playing around with stuff. Yeah, and again, I mentioned uh, earlier, this is a very thematic... Uh, th- this actually, thea- sorry, theatrical album. Yeah. This actually has sort of the... Uh, the kind of like tonal—I don't, I don't want to say tonal whiplash because it's not quite like that kind of thing—but it has a lot of the like tone changes and tonal diversity that I find in the Mighty Death Pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's this one's got like some good like, well, what ICP passes for party hits. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, so we're gonna briefly touch on uh, track eleven. What could it be? happening now good evening mort perkins reporting Lovely our top story on. tonight that's, that's, that's like time now oh, who's the first to figure you. out okay. how and why somebody stole four dead bodies from the wayne county morgue late monday night police say the apparent body thief entered through the basement window but how they eluded the security and alarm system is still a mystery but what we at channel 7 are wondering what kind of sick fuck would steal four dead bodies anyway details at 11. It's Dead Body Man again, guys. Oh, man. Remember this song? No. Yeah, I still don't care much for it. I, I feel like the, the more times that I listen to it, the, the more I said, like, okay, it's an all right song, but, like, See, I still don't care for it. It's, the thing was, and I thought, I thought at first that Dead Body Man on this one was, like, the pitch was raised on it. It's no, not. I don't think so. It's the same thing. The only difference is uh, on Terror Wheel, we had a big, long intro opening it because it was part of the terror wheel intro mm-hmm. uh this one we get uh the the news briefing love legs diamond yeah he's so good it was a good good um, intro but actually play a little bit of it like just just cut like another like 20 seconds in mm-hmm. a little far but okay that's fine just I'll, press play I'll, I'll back it up okay how, how far are you looking that's fine that? let's go 55 65 bodies and So the reason that I played that is, I don't know if it was in the original version, or if I just never noticed before, but after every line, except I think on like the fourth line, like the end of the rhyme scheme, on every line in the background you hear, baby. You I can find ne- out very quickly. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm going to find out. All right, we're playing the original one real Here quick. Here we go. I'm terrible. I'll just skip farther. Oh my God. Oh, yeah, it's in there, too. Yeah, it yeah, is. Okay. That's interesting. That was a terrible version. There you have but it. I've never noticed that before until just last night. It was interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, Dead Body Man, it's the same as what we heard on yeah. Terror Wheel. Do you want to hear our opinions on that? Listen to Terror Wheel. Listen to Terror Wheel. It was the last episode. This is true. Uh, we are now going to go into, <laughs> into number 12, Lil Something Something. Mr. Jackson, what are you talking about? Well, I've heard about those parties. They're immoral. Well, Mr. Jackson, I thought you were a respectable gentleman. Now, don't give me that respectable gentleman bullshit, you little bitch. Mr. Jackson. I'll stop playing dumb, you dizzy cunt.
trying to say that I want to be down. Hey, we had ice cream set in the park. I walked around the way home. We opened with a hook on this, so we can pretty much, like, yeah. not have to wait for But anyway, I was trying to look up if I could find out what that intro was from. It's from a porno. Okay. It's it's legit from a porno. Okay. Cool. I mean, here, let me, I'll check uh, Who Sampled to be sure. But I, I think I tried to look it up on Who Sampled. I don't think this song is on Who Sampled. Oh, um, <laughs> well, then you know what? What we're going to do is we're going to look in the 20th oh. anniversary booklet. That's right. This was a national release. They have to credit things or else they can actually get in real well, trouble. Well, no. I, I still don't even think that it's uh, on there. I guess it depends, then. Because they do a good job of ignoring that shit. Oh, they sure Um. So, let's look at uh, we found all the dialogue samples on that song on these obscure records from the 60s. These, they were these old porno records, and they were just crazy shit. You'd hear shit like this bitch being fucked, and it was so terrible and corny that it was awesome. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, we always like to put a good sex song on a record, especially back then. Sex raps were a lot more popular. To this day, we still like to put at least one sex song on an album. Little Some Something was our sex song we used to call all the girls up on stage when we perform it. Just classic ICP. We don't do that much anymore because the barricades are so far from the stage, and back then there were no barricades. So, I don't know why, but I love Jay's chorus. <laughs> it's, it's a good chorus. It's not like bad. Um... Uh, I, I have the uh, the I have a bullet point that uh, you're you're keen to say this on a lot of things. Don't know how you feel about it on this one. Let people fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, except there is hey, one Jay. part. Hey Jay. Do we know? Hey Jay. Hey Jay. Bitch couldn't hey. be a day over fifteen. Hey, hey Jay, stop creeping on minors, Jay. <laughs> Why are you fucking doing that? I I want to know. Meet me in the was, fucking parking lot. Was, is it implied? I want to that introduce you it... to the Louisville Slugger that I'm going to buy this evening. Well, um, can we say shit like that? That could come off as a threat. What? You may not want to say that. What are you talking about? I think that we need some silence to cut off. What? That's... <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Is it implied that Jay is a teen in this or no? I'm assuming no. And so that's not cool. I'm just blanking right now. I'm communicating through my blanks. It's it's angry blanking. <sighs> but yeah, I was like, yes, it's not a cool line. Is there a guest verse on this? Uh, no. I wrote down guest verse with a question mark because uh, maybe I heard somebody that I didn't recognize the voice of. No, it's all, um... It's it's all uh it's all Jay and Shaggy. Oh. Except for the fucking backgrounds which are from the porno. Well there you go. So that's it. Um yeah, it's it's a sex song. Yeah. That's that's plain simple. I mean I like the song. The the instrumental sounds nothing like a typical ICP song. Cause it's like really cheery. <laughs> like it sounds like all soft and cheery. I'm gonna lose my virginity to this song. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. Huh. Good luck. It's probably not gonna happen. The losing anyway, the virginity Jay, part. The the parking lot. Uh, meet me out there. <laughs> no! Mike. Don't. It's just a podcast. Don't. I mean, come on, man. Don't do that. I'm just saying words. You know, like Jay said. Oh my god. About fucking a minor. <laughs> uh. <sighs> See, man, it's a goof. I'm just a wicked clown. Check out my face paint. <laughs> Track 13.
Old evil eye. Old evil eye. <laughs> Start the movie. Intro by Legs Diamond. I loved the old man. He had never wronged me. He had never given me insult. For his gold, I had no desire. I think it was his eye. Yes, it was this. One of his eyes resembled that of a vulture. A pale blue eye with a film over it. Whenever it fell upon me, my blood ran cold. And so, by degrees, very gradually, I made up my mind to take the life of the old man and thus rid myself of the eye This one, remember, I did say about Amy's in the Attic, mm-hmm. that it was a very Telltale Heart kind of th- story. This, while pulling directly from Telltale Heart, focuses less on the Telltale Heart part of it. True. In fact. This is more about just the eye that freaked the dude out. <laughs> and how much he wanted to fucking not see it ever again. Yeah. Um, less about the, the guilt that racks him afterwards. Yeah, true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that like that much. Um, this is one of my favorite ICP stories. Like, yeah. by far. It's like, they're, they're both, uh, Jay and Shaggy, their storytelling is really, really good on here. Um, I love the, the, the fast-pacedness. Um, it's, it's creepy. And then when you get to the chorus, like, the chorus is very, like, it's simple. But mm-hmm. it, it comes off as kind of sinister. And I, I really, really like that. And just, uh, this... I remember when I first got this album, this is a song that I listened to a lot. Um, just part of me wishes like this is a song that I could hear at a concert, but unfortunately it's one of those where they can paint the picture mentally mm-hmm. with the lyrics and I don't think it would come off the same way like at a live concert. Yeah, I mean like it's it's hard to do like storytelling things at I'd a like, show, I feel. I would love a music video for this actually. That'd be sweet, yeah. And and they have actually said recently they want to do some music videos for older songs um, that they never got the chance to because of like budgets or whatever. Um, oh god, this would be a really cool music video. I just thought of that right now. Yeah, make it happen, <laughs> Jay. Once you're done speaking to my friend in the parking lot, talk to me about getting some <laughs> music video ideas. <laughs> it will be a lot less threatening. I'll leave your windpipe intact. <laughs> Jeez, god damn it. 
All right, uh, we will I now just, move look, on man, to. I'm just saying. I, that's that's fine. Uh, did, did somebody pick them up for wanting to like stab an old dude in the eye? <laughs> do they imply that he died? That they killed him? They want to. Okay. <laughs> they said they want to kill him. I don't know if they just. I mean, a lot of it again. You said was directed towards the eye itself. Just expressing uh, desires here. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, up next, track fourteen, which is not named fourteen. Sadly enough, they totally put this on the wrong part of the album. Did they? I it think is, it's good here. It is called 12. person who was wrongly convicted no oh they were he acknowledges in the last verse that he was in fact guilty oh mm-hmm. see I, I missed that it is that. it is revenge for the death penalty which um in case you didn't know this about the death penalty it's bad folks yeah uh even a, a sing even though this is not about a wrongful death uh, any wrongful death from something like that indicates that it's a bad practice yeah, this this is gonna be considered a, a hot take for some people. I understand that. I I used to be on the fence about death penalty. Uh, I am a criminal justice graduate, and I literally took a class specifically on the death penalty. Oh. And while I was doing a, we we had to do a a um a paper 
uh, going for or against the death penalty and give reasons why. Midway through me doing my um, paper, I realized that I was against the death penalty. <laughs> like, legit. Because at first I started, I was like, oh no, this is like, legitimately, that's, I understand like why people are for it and everything. Mm-hmm. And then as I'm in the middle of it, I'm like, nah. Like, morally, not good. <laughs> like, if people want to talk about fucking money and how, how much money America... It costs a lot to, to fucking murder somebody by the state. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's a lot of things that are very, very bad about the death penalty. I am against the death penalty. You don't have to like me for it, and that's totally fine. We are allowed to have different opinions because, well, we, as in uh, Shmeev and I, are in America. We have those opinions, and that's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, the, there, there have been... Even even if you look at them by like percentage and say like it's a tiny percentage of cases where uh, it's overturned after the fact, uh, that percentage still exists, yeah. and that means that the state is literally if guilty it, of murdering an innocent person. If it's more than zero, so I think a we should put problem. the state to death. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, if it's more than zero, there's a problem. Yeah. Um, as far as the actual song goes, um, th- unfortunately, the, the intro is too long for me to like. Yeah. So there's a lot of times where I just don't touch the song. However. This is a very... I do like that Jay, uh, the second person that he goes to kill, mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't kill anybody that doesn't deserve it. I, I, I took down the, the I took down note of the mercy for the innocent kids and his wife. Wow! Yes. I said, wow! Yeah, like, <laughs> cool. That's that's really good. Yeah. Um. Now, how I said I wanted the last one to be made into a music video, this would make a good movie. I think so. Like, It'd be an interesting thing. This yeah. could be a really scary movie if done properly. Um, or basically, yeah, just a reanimated, uh, uh, death sentence, uh, person, uh, comes back and, uh, exacts his revenge on the 12 jurors who convicted him as he guilty. He enacts the death penalty on the people who are, here's the, here's the amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, while, while it is, it's a little hypocritical of him to come back and kill people for the death penalty <laughs> thing. Uh, but at the same time, he knows they're definitely responsible. <laughs> Fun true. fact, juries do make the uh, recommendations for the sentencing. The judge doesn't have to accept it, so the judge also deserves a little bit on that. But he doesn't go for the judge. Nope. Otherwise, this would be called 13. <laughs> <laughs> and people would be confused. They'd be like, what, is it a... Did a baker poison him? <laughs> Does this have anything to do with Jason? Right? Yeah. But no. My good friend it's... Jason... Just his guy, he just missed <laughs> the number 13. <laughs> no, it's... And I can see why why people like it. Again, it's... For me, it's a little too slow-paced. I figured it's, it's a long track, too. Like, the song is over six minutes long. His, his flow also doesn't really change at all. It's it's the same, like, little sing-song thing that he's doing for the entire song. Right, and, I mean, the actual rhyme scheme of it, it's... It reminds me so much of, um... Uh... House of Mirrors. Yeah, that's the one. I was trying to think Literally, of that. Like, yeah. Uh, where we were like, nice thing. where we were like, okay, it works for that song, and mm-hmm. then Capital E comes in and just murders them all <laughs> by doing something different. Um, the thing is, is because this song is so long and so drawn out and so slow, it just, it makes it drag. Mm-hmm. And that's why I just, I, I get, it. I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's just not my song. Yeah. So... Two tracks left. We're we're really in the home stretch. We're here. Number uh, fifteen, Killing Fields. Go. <laughs> Let's 
when you die, you're coming to the killing. What shall it be? What shall it be? When that final moment comes, when the curtains are Next diamond, of course. Yeah? This voice right there. Nice. So that's, uh, The Killing Fields is an interesting one. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, to thoughts on the aesthetics of the song in a moment. Can I just say one thing about it? Go for it. It's very I, slow. I blank out every time this song comes on. <laughs> I, I, that's the only note that I wrote. I have nothing else to say about it because I could not focus on it even when I was taking notes. Well, then I'll talk about this song. Please do. So, this song, in... Let me, let me just make a general statement, and then I'll relate it to the Killing Fields. Okay. Uh, people who prey on the weak uh, do so because they're in a position that allows them to do so. Okay. In the Killing Fields, this place that they have devised for this song, uh, people are essentially sent back into that same sort of dog-eat-dog world that they take advantage of in the real world, minus their institutional power, mm-hmm. which means that now they are the victims of this Wild West outlaw, you know murder for gain sort of thing okay is is more or less what this song comes out to oh thank you yeah no problem thank he talks you. about like in his life being a person who like fucking stole from the poor and shit oh <laughs> what a dick yeah he's garbage <laughs> i'm i'm sorry everyone i i every time this song has come on i could not i don't know why i couldn't get into it i don't know why i'm terrible I'm the juggalo giving you my opinions and I don't have an opinion for this song. That's that's why I listen to it. Yeah. More than you listen to the Joker's Wild. Well. That makes me sad. You know, I got enough listens in. (laughs) That's fair. So since you don't have anything else for this and I've said all I have. Yep. We're gonna hit the the last song. I'm coming home. To the place where I belong. I don't know what that is. I'm coming home. Coming home. Coming home. Tell the Lord I'm coming. Did he turn Goodbye, Shaggy. Sorry. This is one of the first uh, car- uh, songs, rather, on a Joker card where the outro is, like, big, grandiose. Um, it's it's generally the longest, one of the longest songs on the album. It's, it's a good ride out. It um, is. I, I love this song, actually. It's uh, really good. My first, uh, my first note, sorry. Shaggy the crooner. 
Him <laughs> that intro. Making all all the Neddens wet. <laughs> so, I love this instrumental a uh-huh. lot. Uh, I think it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the uh, the horns doing their thing in that. Like, they sound... They, they have, like, a little bit of a goofy sound to them. <laughs> yeah, but they're all, like, it locked like, in with it. It sounds like they have a mute on it. And they're all outlining the chords real nice and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If you were if you were curious, E minor, D major. Yeah, and uh, I know this because of a special thing. So, a I I love any kind any time that a rap has like even if even though they're just riding on like two different chords going back and forth, right. it gives a motion to it that you feel. So yeah. whenever whenever it like drops into each chord, you're like, this is still like moving forward, mm-hmm. even though. There's not much harmonic motion in rap. There's usually none. They're usually riding on a single like riff or something like that that doesn't really move as much. Right. This one's got enough motion for me that I really like it. Yeah, it seems like with with a lot of them, it's either it needs to have something done by the instrumental mm-hmm. to adjust it, or by the rapper themselves. Right. It's more so done by the instrumental in the right song. Some people kind of change that up. That's why like people like Tech Nine, he raises his oh yeah he does his he, he which is which is really good doing his stuff okay but not a lot of people do that so i get what you're saying yeah sorry go on so this has a sample in it okay i didn't check sorry oh it's all right i didn't check either i just know oh uh this is the one you were mentioning to me yes. a couple days ago. okay uh, mo- uh for if if anybody's wondering i do not look up any of these samples whenever i'm listening to it if i hear it i just think about it a lot until i figure it out and <laughs> If I don't figure it out, I will look it up, but most of the time I'm just like, oh no, I know what that is. Uh Uh, The sample on this is from a Black Sabbath song. Oh. It's War Pigs. No shit. It is. Let me, let me bring up that, uh, that hook for you real quick. Okay. Uh, They have a, they, they ride out on that hook for a while, right? They do. It's like the entirety of the the song. Let me see if we can get the sound in there. certain parts of it you actually like it wasn't in there and i can't fucking hear it in there but i heard it enough times that they have i'll just pick up my guitar that's sitting right next to me i see my i have i have a i have a problem oh yeah is it not on who sampled the the song is but that's not the sample what is it then i'm curious because what i'm hearing it's someone else that they sampled in the future on your favorite album. Is it Hot Chocolate? They sampled Hot Chocolate. Oh? For the, where? The song Confetti Day. The hook slash riff, which is right at the beginning of this. Okay. I wonder if I if I play this on the mic, will that It'll will, play out. Okay, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play this real quick. But supposedly this is what the sample is, so sorry if this comes off as loud or anything. It it'll sound pretty it, you know what hold on. What I'm going to do is, okay, my media is up as high as possible. I'm a little bit farther from the mic. We'll do this. That's the fucking... I think that's the actual, like, main riff of this. Uh, it's They slowed it down for Oh, it. interesting. Okay. Okay, so, but the part that I'm hearing in the chorus, you Sorry. can just barely hear a guitar in the background, and I just have my guitar, which is horribly tuned right now. Okay. Uh, you can hear... 
Oh. Really? Yeah. I was having trouble hearing that. And then it ends with, in the actual song, Right. But in this, they just have, uh, they just like slide it down or something like that. You can hear it. It's in there. I am pretty certain it's in there. I don't know. That's, Uh, that's interesting. Listen at home. Tell us what you think. Tell yeah. us if you if you hear that and if you agree with that because I'm pretty fucking sure. We <laughs> have the musical genius because I wouldn't have got that. Um, I don't know if anybody but, heard that either. Yeah, because the right. strings don't ring out very well, but um, whatever. But uh, but basically, uh, the the theme of this song is that home is better than the good life. Yeah. Like sometimes you just really need to have what you're familiar with, what you're used to, mm-hmm. and you know that's better than having a bunch of money or better than you know living in a, a nicer neighborhood because you're already acclimated to what you've got and sometimes that's all you need. Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> um so it's it's a really good send-off song. Um Absolutely. It's although it's kind of funny that like when I think about it they <laughs> they uh they have that be it, you know, the ending song on their album on the CD that was meant to be the first national release. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the riddle box and i have some stuff i want to talk about box. regarding it um before I, I go into detail of that um what's uh what's your favorite track on this album track or tracks because i got three i like i'm coming home okay uh that might be my favorite really um it's interesting let me go back here i could see that have, having been like a, an ending track at concerts at it's the time really good yeah uh, Toy Box I liked a lot. Okay. Toy Box was good. Okay. Um, Evil Eye is good, but uh, Headless Boogie is another one. Okay. Headless Boogie. 12 is cool. I liked a lot of tracks on this, actually, but if I was going to pick, like, one... Ugh, that's tough. You uh, can have more than one, because I'm having three, straight up. I'm coming home in Toy Box. Okay. Uh, Headless Boogie, I'll throw it in there. I'm, I'm picking Toy Box, Joker's Wild, and Old Evil Eye. Like, I'm, I'm right ignoring on, right Chicken on. Hunting, which is probably yep. what everybody's going to say is their favorites, or one of their favorite songs. That's fine. It's it's a popular song. I'm ignoring do, it until we covered this. I, <laughs> it's, I, it's good. I genuinely like it, it's but <laughs> if if you're giving me a copy of the Riddle Box, be like, hey, what are your favorite songs on this? Those are probably the ones I'm going to say. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to give a little bit of, of knowledge with this album. Oh. As I said, this is what a lot of people found as their intro to ICP. Mm-hmm. Probably only second to Great Malenko. Yes. Legitimately. Um, now. Had a big release. Sold 17 copies. <laughs> Nationwide. This album, they were signed to Jive Records. Okay. Jive paid them $80,000 advance. Holy shit. It's not a lot of money. I mean, it's, it's a lot it's for not... me. I'd take 80. Yeah. Uh, easily. But. As an advance? <laughs> this was, what, what happened was. They made this record, gave it to Jive, and Jive was like, all right, we're going to sell this. You know, this is a national release for you. They did not. Oh, no. What happened was Jive saw the success that ICP was getting in Detroit. Okay. And wanted to cash in on that. Oh, because they were just thought of as a local commodity. Esham, Kid Rock, 
they had been lying about their album sales because whenever they went to Jive, they found out, or uh, when ICP went to Jive, they found out about SoundScan and legitimately what album sales are like. So where Kid Rock is saying, oh yeah, my most recent uh, record, I sold uh, about 50,000 copies. Mm -hmm. He sold 4,000. He didn't sell shit. Jesus Christ. Eshan, where he says he sold 80,000, sold like 12,000. Like <laughs> 12 albums. <laughs> 12 albums. Take that, Carnival of Carnage. That's a significant number to <laughs> Um. So what happened was, their ICP was trying to go to these other, to these areas around, and found out that no one was carrying their album. And that's because all that Jive did was take the album that they had made, put it in stores in Detroit, where they were already popular. Oh my god. They had paid ICP 80 grand. That's all ICP made. So Jive was making all the money back from Riddlebox. Jeez. So Violent J was... They were, they were practically fucking broke. What they did... They took that 80 grand. Mm -hmm. They bought three vans. Put up Riddlebox stuff all over it. Pressed a bunch of samplers. All this shit. And they started going to, local, to other areas around. Mm -hmm. What they did was they took a map of the U.S., put it on a wall. They blindfolded Alex Abbas, the, basically the manager of ICP. Okay. Gave him a dart, and he threw it. <laughs> landed on Dallas. So they said, we're going to make Dallas a clown town. Oh my god. They took those three vans, and for two months, stayed in Dallas. And also Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. And they made those areas clown towns. <laughs> Dallas and Fort Worth became the first actual clown towns outside of Detroit. Jesus Christ. And Violent J contacted like the main guy from Jive who had signed them in the first place. Saying, we made this shit happen because you fuckers didn't. <laughs> okay? If you would have done your fucking job... We would have been selling way more albums. But not only did we sell the shit in Detroit that you put there and nowhere else, we made shit happen in Texas. Okay? Huh. That is dedication. We've already oh, talked yeah. about how the promotion of ICP is one of the biggest keys to their success. Oh, yeah. Their unending That's... drive in their earlier stages is what got them... <laughs> To that point, and that is a credit to their success. Yeah. By far. The thing is, Jive then saw what they did there, and were like, we're going to hold on to you and get another record out of it. And they said, no the fuck you're not. <laughs> I'm going to end the story there, because we'll get into more of it on our next uh, official album episode. It's going to be interesting. Uh, you mean on, on Malenko? Not Malenko. Oh, next official album? The next official album. Or official uh, album episode. Okay, the, just the next episode. The next episode. Um, the, but now, your wording may be confused. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> now, as I said, I had the opinion, the joking opinion, <laughs> to my friend Courtney, that Riddlebox is shit. Now, I do not believe that. I don't believe that at all. This is where nostalgia comes into play. Okay? I am firmly standing behind this. 
I am. There's no secret why I think the Jekyll Brothers is the best complete ICP album, uh-huh. beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Now, I know there's people that are going to disagree with that. Yeah, Riddlebox and Malenko are some of people's most treasured ICP albums because for a lot of people it's their first. In your opinion, can you see why this would be people's favorite ICP album? I can see it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, if it's, uh, especially if it's the intro to it, if, it, if this is people's intro to ICP, mm-hmm. this is the first thing that people hear from it, um, I feel like it's got a, a lot of good tracks on it. It has their absolute sound. Um, like I said, uh, I said Ringmaster, I, bl- I believe I said on Ringmaster, like, Ringmaster was where they really like Came solidified the the, right. the sound that they they have and i feel like this is they just turned it up yeah they 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 cranked it fucking up to 11 and all that stuff it's got chicken hunting the not as good version <laughs> but it's one that people will still like get into and all that stuff it's got a bunch of good songs on it it's got it's got good shit here's now now here's my also it's probably i think their uh theming on this might be a little bit cleaner in terms of like what they're they have more of a theme. Yes. Because, like, the other one... Like, this album <laughs> deals a lot with death, in yeah, general. it does. But a lot of their other stuff, it's always just sort of like... And even this one is still in that same vein. Like, mm-hmm. every single Joker's card is more or less just like... It's a different way of saying getting what you deserve and yes. dying and stuff. Oh, easily. This one, I think, has a little bit more flair to it. Now, here's my argument... Okay. As to why I don't think that this is their best album. I wasn't saying it was. But but I'm saying like... <laughs> but but just... There's a lot of good things to say about it. Yeah, yeah. However, I can look at other albums like Malenko, which I understand why people would say it's their best. And while I think that this album is good on a fairly consistent level, mm-hmm. I personally do not see more than one or two tracks that are just holy shit these are fucking great like head and shoulders above and that's my issue i cannot look at this track list Mm -hmm. and say that without a doubt oh my god this entire album is great and this song is awesome and this song's even better and this one's even better than that (laughs) it doesn't in my opinion have that it's just good like it's it's in the parlance i can rate of, it i can rate some... it like a seven out of ten mm-hmm. you know if i'm being generous yeah i'm not calling it a bad album but i cannot look in the eyes of someone who's been there since this time and and just see it from that perspective where the nostalgia might be blinding me mm-hmm. and say that yes this is the best album because of this and 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 because i said so i don't have that with this cd i will probably sound like a hypocrite when jekyll brothers comes around or in, when one of the other ones in the parlance of another group of people who also talk about music a lot yes this album does not have a bodies per se. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Roach Coach. It's it does I, I It would like, be chicken hunting. It would it be It would be chicken hunting. But I would not call chicken hunting necessarily a bodies on this. That's fair. Um so but what it does have is it has a lot of pretty good songs. Yes. 
And that's really, in my opinion, all it takes for an introduction to solidify itself. I, I suppose. Uh, in it's the just... same way that I've listened to Jekyll Brothers before. Uh-huh. And my recollection, there's one song that I really remember from it. <laughs> Two, but the other one I don't really care about. So there's one song that I remember well, I from. I can't wait until we get to it. <laughs> and likewise... I wouldn't necessarily say it's a body. So. <laughs> that's, that's fair. But that, that's the thing. Like, this is one of the things that I want to do as a discussion in the future. But, yeah, like, I I get I get where some people are coming from. And, I mean, obviously this is such a big album. They did a fucking tour for this. Mm-hmm. For Riddle Box. Like, a couple years back. <laughs> they did the Riddle Box 20th anniversary tour. Oh, God. Like, this is, this is an important album for a lot of juggalos okay people who are from detroit and maybe they already knew about icp and you know they're like oh yeah they're just getting better it the blew people, them the fuck up the people who were in dallas and you know that they were they were introduced to it because you know icp was throwing samplers at them another great thing about this i love this this is one of the final notes that i totally fucking forgot about there were copies of this album this album is 62 minutes long which the main person on Jive said he wanted the album under 60 minutes, so he was pissed off about that. Well, they fucked long. up a lot of shit, so... 62 minutes. There were about 35,000 copies that have a 10-minute sampler at the end of it. Oh. And the sampler is from fucking... some unknown fucking rock group. <laughs> it's baffling. And I... They... They... <laughs> I'm sure they faded into existence. They're called Head P.E. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh Legit. Jive put a 10-minute sampler at the end of Riddlebox as some fuck? of a lot of copies of Riddlebox for Head P.E. because Head P.E.'s, uh, I believe, debut record was on Jive Records. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fucking Head P.E. Christ <laughs> <almighty>. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would love that. <laughs> yeah, but the fuck that bitch though. So I don't have much else to say about Riddle Blocks. It's a good album. It's obviously they are improving. Do I think it's their best album? No. Okay, if you do, that's great. They've released a lot of stuff. Uh, nailing down a best is uh, you know it's a whole thing, right? Um, but but the answer is Mighty Death Pop. <laughs> it's close it's close it might be it's it's probably my top five my death pop is a body it's a really <laughs> the entire album is a body I, I meant the song but yeah I think Scream would be their body Scream is pretty good but you know what we'll we'll get there in the future um I got nothing else to say about this one uh if you listened this is a fairly long one I think that wasn't too um, bad, I don't think so, uh, if you listened uh, this entire way through, we really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, our next episode, we will touch upon the, um, the EP, Tunnel of Love. Yeah. Remember hearing some, little something something? Get seven of those. And then after that, we get the album. <laughs> Amazing Jagger Rose. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, and we might have a special surprise on that episode. Oh. We'll see. Oh. 
Mike doesn't know, even though I told him yeah. he doesn't know. Uh, so hit us up at Juggalo Judgment on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find me on on the Twitters at Mike Spawn the SEJ. You can find me on the Twitters at Schmeeve. And uh, uh, send us an email if you'd like. Yeah, Juggalo Judgment at, uh, at Gmail dot com. We will respond. Uh, we've only had the one. Um, congratulations to whoever won that contest that we were putting out. Good job, you. Go you they... for for liking us on social medias and telling us what your favorite Psychopathic Records album was. They said it couldn't be done, but you proved them all wrong. I didn't say it couldn't be done. I said they. I wasn't talking about you. Well, who's they? It's them. You know who they are. Those bastards. Anyway, congratulations to the winner who told us that their favorite SCP <laughs> release was Freaky Tits. Was... <laughs> Shut the fuck up. We didn't actually draw yet, but... No. But I who... simultaneously hope it is and is not that person. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No offense to you, it's just... You know. I feel bad giving things away to people that I know personally. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like cheating. <laughs> nah, it's fine. We'll we'll be fair about it. We'll, we'll have been as fair as we possibly can. So, so, uh, with that said, I think I think we've wrapped this up pretty nice. I agree. I think it's about time for everybody listening at home, everybody listening at work, everybody listening. Where at? Finish your Fagos. Down them Fagos. Have a good one, y'all. Take it easy. Woo.